Microsoft hasn't completely demolished their plans for a hopeful upcoming streaming device known as Project Keystone. Big boss at Xbox, Phil Spencer, let us in on his concerns that seem to be mostly focused around the pricing potential. And the Game Awards nominations were announced. We'll check out the categories and uh, make our predictions. All this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. Weekly is back. We are the best weekly video game news show there has ever been in the history of video game news shows, of course. Uh, every single Monday, we're talking games. We're on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere. My name is Erock the Red. I am joined every single week by this guy right here. Full clip. What's going on, dude? How are you? Yo, pretty good. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little on edge because uh, Season 1 of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just dropped. I only got a few hours in because of a debacle with the download servers yesterday. Oh, I'm no. itching to get back into it. It's call. It's calling your name. It is calling me to duty. You're calling your duty. Um, duty. <laughs> um, yes, I did. I, got, I played with it a little bit yesterday, and I just kind of... I went through the menus and checked it out. I looked at the battle pass and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's there. We're gonna talk about that in our new releases. But uh, I want to know what have you been playing anything besides Modern Warfare Two? This has been this has been it. A little bit of Marvel Snap still. You know when right. I couldn't. I went back to the computer for the third time and saw that I was stuck at like forty four percent of the download. Fired up uh, Car Mechanic Simulator 2018 and played that for hours yesterday and remember every reason I fell in love with it for the first nice. place. Nice. Yeah. There's a new one of those out, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there's uh, a newer version, and I'm not sure if I should get it or just wait for Car Mechanic 2023, potentially. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I got to imagine that, that you'll find that in a sale uh, for pretty cheap pretty soon. You know, I can't. Oh, yeah. Can imagine those those hold their their value for too long those car mechanic games because you would think that like people that are big fans of it are like getting it day one and then yeah. you know and then they're itching for the next one they're not bringing in new people anyways um nice i um same modern warfare 2 marvel snap of course uh but i did try a couple new games um first did we talk about vampire survivor last week yes we did okay that was my third one. I'm still super into that. But then um, Somerville came to Game Pass. We talked about that a little bit last week. And uh, Pentiment came to Game Pass. And I tried both of those. Pentiment, are you familiar with this one? Uh, if you describe it, I'll remember you. This is the one where it's like, um, um, like a medieval game. And it's like that art yeah. style where it's, it's like, like you're on a tapestry. Classic art. Yes, exactly. And it looks amazing, and it really is super cool, but I don't know if it's for me. Like, I played maybe the first hour of it, and all it is is just, it's just a, a novel with cool visuals that is about religion and art and uh, medieval times. So I don't know. It's Like, the reason I want to try it more is that, like, people are saying it's like a game of the year candidate like it's really it's like this amazing game but i'm just 
I just don't know if it's for me. I'll tell you what, I thought about it today, so I just I'm planning on getting a Steam Deck real soon with my uh with my earnings from from Fruit Lab. Uh, go check if you're not familiar with Fruit Lab, go check it out. You can make money by posting video game clips and watching video game clips. Anywho, I'm gonna get a Steam Deck, and I thought Pentiment is the perfect game for the Steam Deck. It's just reading. You're just there's no like action or like anything. It's just reading. So, um. That's not game of the year material. I, I don't yeah. know what it is. Dude, I don't know. Um, and then Somerville is the, the latest one from the guys that did um, Inside and Limbo. And it's about like an alien invasion. And I only played that for maybe about an hour. And that one's really cool. Um, the actual gameplay is a little janky. Like you're just, um, it's like one of those where it's like a stationary camera in a room. And you have to like walk around and like find like how to handle stuff. So like. There's depth. There's like a, a, a room where you could go into or whatever at the beginning, and you just can't like see how you can maneuver the maneuvering, and it's it's a little weird. But the story is really cool and it looks beautiful. So that one is my most uh, the one I'm most excited for uh, this week. And we got some new Game Pass games that um, were announced. We'll talk about those when we get to the news. Um, but yeah, let's get. I know you're. Dude, I see you. You're just itching. You're like ah, Modern Warfare Two. Get me that. Give me that yep. gold gun. So Y'all let's got get any this. more of that tier one. Exactly. Let's get this show on the road. Let's talk about our new releases from this past week. All right. So let's talk about it. Call of Duty Season 1 kicked off on November 16th. So that brought with it Warzone 2. Now, if you're not familiar with Warzone, which, you know, I don't, if you're watching this and you're not familiar with Warzone, who, who the hell are you? But um, it's uh, it's a Battle Royale style game. Uh, you play with your friends by yourself and you got to like, you know, survive. This one, it's a little different. Now, this one, um, it's got, well, it's got that. It's got the Battle Royale, but now it's got this new DMZ mode. Have you, do you get any time with, have you played Warzone at all? Are you planning? I played play? Warzone back in like the early days when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Haven't touched it since. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I went to like so. I I wasn't gonna play it. I wasn't gonna download it. I read an article. It's like 115 gigs. And I went to play some Modern Warfare 2 last night, and bam, front and center. Like you gotta like scroll to Modern Warfare 2. The game that I yeah. paid for is not there when I sign into it. The game that it wants me to play is there. So I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't download this. Why do I have this on my system? But it gave me the option to play. Um, and I I didn't. I was, like, surprised that I had it. But I wasn't in the mood. I didn't. I was all about – I don't like playing with other – with randos um, in these yeah. better ways. But I was surprised that it's on there. That's my story. It's a very long-winded way of getting to the point where I they just gave it to me. And I didn't download it. So – yeah, this one, it sounds cool. There's a lot of stuff that they changed. There's, like I said, this new DMZ mode, which I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, there's a whole new map, Al-Mazra. And yeah. then um, a bunch of different ways to get your loadout in-game. So I know people were, some people were excited, some people were annoyed about that. Um, different for- ways of, like, looting, uh, bo- like, bodies and, and w- the way your, your loot comes out. Um, and then the Gulag. It's now 2v2, and there's like a jailer in the middle that if you kill the AI-controlled jailer, all four of you get to escape. 
Wow. So I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and then there's there's these strongholds and black sites that also have like AI characters that you can kill to get, you know, um, upgrades and, and stuff like that. But t- tons of stuff. I was reading the the notes about the upgrades to this new version, uh, and it sounds really cool. So I think now that it, you know the hard part was getting it on my system. Now that it's there, oh yeah, <laughs> there's nothing stopping me. Um, but it also brought. Uh, upgrades to Modern Warfare 2, so uh, they're bringing back community favorite maps, Shipment, and Shoot House. Uh, I know you're excited to get your do your camos. You'll be flying. You'll be getting oh, those yeah. in no time. Um, and then upgrade to or a new uh, map for the Spec Ops mode, and then a brand new Battle Pass. You think? Are you going to buy into the Battle Pass? Already bought it. You did? Yeah, I had that, had that left over from the previous Battle Passes because Call of Duty is one that mostly does it right. Gives you the uh, cryptocurrency or whatever the premium it is. currency. Uh, yeah. yeah, premium currency as you go. Oh, that's I did not know that. I was I was on the fence, but knowing that and knowing how much I've been playing Modern Warfare lately, I I I'll probably jump on it too. I'll at least get my money back, you know. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, those are uh, big big things happening in Call of Duty Land. So uh, I'm excited to get in there as well. Check those out. All right, next up, let's talk Goat Simulator 3, the other one I know you're super excited to get in there and play. This came out November 17th, PC, PS5, Xbox, X, and S. This is a sequel to Goat Simulator. It's not actually the third one. They just called it that for some reason. I don't know. It's That's the type of game this is. It's a real, yeah. it's a cheeky, it's a cheeky little bugger. Yeah. Um, have you played Goat Simulator? Played a little bit on uh, Xbox a while back, yeah. I've never played it. I've watched videos of it, and it looks uh, ridiculous. And yeah, yeah. this one looks even more ridiculous. It's everything you could want in a, you know, a, a sandbox game, regardless of the fact that you're a goat. That's I you, inconsequential. I thought you were going to say it's everything you would want in a goat simulation <laughs> game. Of course, well, not um, quite everything. But yeah, <laughs> this one, um, this one looks really cool. So yeah, it's basically it's a sandbox game where you just go and you just wreak havoc as a goat. Um, this one, it's got a new, uh, it's got a story mode, which the other one did not have, and it has four-player co-op, so, um, that's pretty cool, you can just be a bunch of goats, and, um, yeah, and it's got mini-games, and I was reading about all these Easter eggs that are in there, like, different, like, video games you've played, you could oh, play yeah. within, like, I saw, I think it was the IGN review was talking about how there's, like, almost a shot-for-shot version of P.T., like in the middle of the game that you could play as a goat. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be like references to Marvel and stuff. I'm sure you can get like an Iron Man goat. Yeah, yeah. I I really want to like after watching videos of this. Like, um, I had no idea what I was missing this whole time. I think I'm gonna have to go check it out because uh, I think it was on the first one was on Game Pass. I don't know if it still is, but um, I think uh, it's something that uh, both myself and my son would probably enjoy. Oh yeah. All right. Next up. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out Nintendo Switch November 18th. This is, uh, you know, it's the the same game, the, just the new version of it. Um, this one's a little different, though. It's uh, it's the first open world, I, I'm doing quotey fingers for anybody listening, uh, role-playing game in the series. And basically what that means in this context is that you could, it's not as linear. You could take different routes. Um it's not like an open world game where you just go anywhere, but like 
you could do different things and it changes the story because you know the time uh that you're doing it is different uh i know you're you're a fairly you know, fan big fan of the pokemon stuff do you play these games played the earlier on versions up to like game boy advanced game boy uh ds okay so you haven't in a while you're you're no uh, not in a while okay this is something that so my uh my wife has a birthday right around every time these come out so uh, i get it for her every year for her birthday um she's she plays them every year she'll be playing this one i think i remember which one she's getting because each one you have different starter pokemon that you get yeah um, you got to get her two copies and two switches yeah, yeah exactly no thank you <laughs> um but yeah so I know a lot of people are excited for this one's got new legendary Pokemon and now it has a three player co-op yeah. that you can play with people. So And it's got a motorcycle Pokemon. What? You can ride them around. Dude, now we're talking. I've been wanting to ride Pokemon around for years. I didn't know this it, this is finally happening. Let me make a note. What's it called, do you know? I'm not sure. <laughs> like uh I gotta we gotta look it up. Um cool. All right. And then the last new release game, the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. That sounds like a different movie I've seen. No, that was something. That was something different. Something devil else inside, in me. Something like yeah, that. Was, something in me. I don't know if it was like, the oh, devil. Okay. Um, but uh, that came out November 18th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, S, and PC. This is the latest in the in the Dark Pictures Anthology. This is uh, from Supermassive Games, the guy that did um, Until Dawn. Um, it's basically the same. It's just an interactive adventure horror game. Um, this is the fourth and final installment of season one. And now they're moving on to season two. I did see that uh, they announced the next game is going to be like a, um, a sci-fi horror game. Have you ever played any of these? Uh, played, what was the one you just said? From Until the dark. Dawn. <laughs> Until Dawn. Yeah, uh -huh. I can never keep the name straight on those. That one's a very play, generic play name, too. I always forget it. Yeah, yeah, there's like five other games that have basically the same name. But yeah. I also watched a little bit of The Man from Medan. Medan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bought that one, played the first couple hours, and it's fine. Like, it didn't really, like, Until Dawn was a masterpiece. And I'm hearing that The Quarry, which is um different company, but it's the basically the spiritual successor to... to um, until dawn is really good again too so i want to i want to check that one out but these dark pictures games are hit and miss uh, i read a few reviews on this one and they were all over some people really enjoyed it some people didn't uh, right now it's got a 74 on metacritic so it's it's pretty good you know uh review wise but this one actually sounds the most exciting this one like there's a documentary team in like a murder castle and i was i was like that's what i would like yeah murder now what's a trailer Watched the trailer from probably just a couple days ago, mm -hmm. and it it looks like you get some sort of uh, jigsaw esque guy who has mm -hmm. rigged up a corpse and his voice. He's left messages, so it looks pretty cool. Like it is like horror though. Yeah. So it's it's not a, quite as uh, I don't know if you would say that Until Dawn was like not violent. I don't remember too much violence in there though. Yeah, there was definitely a lot. There was like a giant uh, creature that was trying to kill a Wendigo. Yeah. Um, let's try, oh, spoiler alerts for Until Dawn. <laughs> there may be a Wendigo. Um, but, yeah, I remember that, yeah, he, he scratched some people, I think. Yeah. Ow, what he was, scratched what, me. 
was the other creature a Rami Malik, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. And that cheerleader from Heroes. Yeah. Great, great, great game. Go play until dawn if you never played it. All right, and that's it for our new releases from this past week, man. It was a big week of uh, of games, new release games. Oh yeah. Um, all right, let's let's keep this thing moving along. Let's get to our news of the week. All right, it is that time of year again—the most wonderful time of the year. The Game Awards are just a few weeks away. I get, I'm telling you, dude, it's like one of my favorite things. I get so excited every time they're on, um, and I want to talk about it. We talk, they got the the nominations came out. The show is December eighth, a few weeks from now. I want to talk about the nominations. I want to talk about the snubs, the flubs, and the blubs. Um, let's go through some of the some of the nominations. I want to hear your predictions. I'm gonna uh, keep track, and then we're gonna whoever gets the most right wins. Uh, you have to give them a million dollars. Sounds good. Um, all right, let's start with the big one. We're gonna just we're gonna just gonna go right into it. Game of the year. So they have nominations: A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. What's your what's your pick on this bad boy? Good games in here. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I saw Stray in a lot of other categories that I think it can win, but I don't think it's quite up there um, yeah. with Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. Right. I have not played God of War Ragnarok, so I don't know if, yeah. if it can beat out Elden Ring because we talked about it last week. It has that recency, mm-hmm. whereas Elden Ring does seem to have that staying power, but these are two games that launch with 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 all yeah. over the place. Yeah, so I, I really don't know between those two. I'll, I'll just be biased and go with the one I played, so Elden Ring. I agree um, with you 100% on everything. Um, and I do think that, I think Elden Ring is it's such a good game. And I think it, that will uh, outshadow the, the recency bias of the God of War Ragnarok. Now, again, I haven't played that either. I know it's got to be a great game. The one thing that I could see going against it is God of War Ragnarok having a better story. Because Elden Ring doesn't have much of a story unless you do the work, put it together, and, you know, create that story. Yes. So I think if, if you got people voting that way, with a, a total package, gameplay, story, that sort of thing, then maybe God of War Ragnarok. But I think Elden Ring is so different, and it was just so well done. Uh, I think you got You got to give it to to Elden Ring. All right. Next up, let's do. Let's go through the categories. Uh, the specific categories. So, best action game. They got Bayonetta three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, Sifu, Neon White, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. What are you thinking? This is uh, another a lot of great games here. Out of that list, I mean, I've I've only played. Probably one or two. Um, for my money, I'm a Call of Duty boy, and I always will be. And yeah, and, and that's going to be my best action game of the year. All right, now I so I think for me, it's between like Modern Warfare Two, uh, hands down, multiplayer or shooter category, action 
I'm giving it to ooh, either Sifu or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a perfect game. I think uh, I think I'm gonna give it to to them. Sifu is an amazing game, but it's got like uh, it's just hard at points, and like you gotta like really put it together. Teenage Mutant Turtles is just fun and um, challenging, and it's got the Wu Tang Clan in it. It's great. All right, next category: best action adventure. Now uh, the difference with this one is that it adds the word adventure. And the nominees for this one are different, too. A Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. That's four of the four of the Game of the Year nominations in this one category. Um, I think based on our conversation, then, God of War, Ragnarok, right? That, I haven't played it, but Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, if, it's, if the first one is anything to go off of, I would say that that is going to be a contender in that category. I love it. I love it. I know, I mean, uh, a buddy of mine played that game, loved it. I'm going to, uh, I agree. I'm still going with God of War, but I think uh, you got a, you got a shot here. Best role-playing game, Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles. I don't even think we need to talk about this one. I think that's Elden yeah. Ring all the way, correct, Mundo? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if Pokemon is for everyone, so yeah, just the sheer amount of votes that that's going to get compared to like Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough. It's a tough category for those games this year. Uh, the best fighting game: DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R, King of Fighters fifteen, Multiverses, and Sifu. Um, I've never. I don't know what the first three are even. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't play Sifu either. I know you did, and you had a good time with it, so yeah. I'd go with Sifu there. Yeah, and Sifu, um, like, I don't know I don't know if it fits in this category. So this is, like, more, again, like, what was it in? Uh, action category before? Like, I feel yeah. it fits more in there, whereas this is, like, just 1v1, like, fighting games, whereas Sifu is, like, you know, you're walking through, and there's fighting in it, sure. But um, I don't know. Uh, I'm giving it to multiverses. I, I haven't played that in a while, and I want to get back to it because I had so much fun playing that when it first came out. Um, they've just added a whole bunch of new characters. They announced like Marvin the Martian's coming. Um, let's do let's skip sim strategy. We don't play those sports. Psh, what even is that? Uh, best multiplayer: Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, Splatoon Three. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. You're going Modern between Warfare. what I've played. Yeah, Modern Warfare or or Met Metaverse, <laughs> Multiverses. Oh, shit. Um, but I'm, I'm Metaverses. Just for like the production value alone, I I cannot go with Metaverse on that. I got to go with Modern Warfare too. Yeah, me too. Um, it's a great multiplayer game. I think it's, it, and it's just like, this is before even like this new, this season started or whatever, you know, yeah. and I just expect it to get better. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, we got content creator of the year, debut, debut indie. Let's look at that. Best debut indie game, Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, or Vampire Survivors. Oh, shit. Um... 
I gotta go with Stray. I think Stray is a great game. Modern or Vampire Survivors is a fantastic game in the game hook, but like the the actual game, the amount of game that you're you're getting and Stray versus this, it's like I mean, one's a oh, masterpiece and one is like you know, it's like a graphing calculator game. Yeah, Stray had its moment this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, people were talking about it like they were talking, well, I was going to say Cyberpunk 2077, but different tone to the way they talked about it, but it, it was blowing up like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Best adaptation. Oh, that's cool. So that's like uh, movies or TV shows um, that were adapted from games. I can't read that one, though. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, I got a pick for that one, though. What is your pick? Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Did you watch that? Yeah, oh. all the way through. Good well, stuff. I'm going to put it down then because my favorite TV show of last year, I've talked about a bunch of times, Arcane, is oh, yeah. uh, uh, is also nominated in the category. And, uh, have you watched that? I did watch the first episode of it. Haven't watch got back to it yet, but it's good. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah. The other nominees in this category are uh, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and uh, Uncharted. But uh, yeah, dude, Arcane. I watched it like... I gotta go back through and watch it again. But I, I'll watch Edge Runners. I've been hearing amazing things about that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk most anticipated game. This one is just like, you know, it's not really you can't win this one. It's just based on a, a vote from the, the public. But the yeah. the nominees for this one are Final Fantasy sixteen, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil Four, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. What's your most anticipated game? Is it on this list? Hmm. There are so many games that, that come and go yeah. <laughs> from what we talk about all the time that I, I probably can't tell you. I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was there for most of the year, mm-hmm. so I haven't even thought past that as far as 2023 titles. Yeah. Starfield will be cool, but I'm probably more excited to see more about Hogwarts Legacy than that. Me too. Yeah, from what I've seen from, from Hogwarts Legacy, it looks fantastic. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see uh, what that one looks like. Um, let's see. What other things we got here? Um, oh, Best Ongoing. I always like this category. So this is like the games of service games. Apex yeah. Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, or Genshin Impact. I'm not playing any of these right now. Yeah, same here. Um, but I'll, if my gut, go with my gut, uh, Fortnite. I'll go with Fortnite, too, because I think they do the most as far as like these brand collaborations. I always see right? stuff that I'm amazed by, like Naruto thrown in. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the other ones probably have gotten a little bit stale. Um, and that one, um, you know, keeps things uh, keeps things going. What's uh best mobile game? For me, hands Ooh. down, yeah. we know the winner of that one. But the nominees are Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Tower of Fantasy looks like one of those like those games that are advertised in between like uh, things. I don't know what that is, but Marvel Snap yeah. is is my is my game of the year. I mean, that's my game of the year. <laughs> Same here. Same here. It's well, not a, game of the year. I don't yeah. know if it's a game of the year, but it is my pick for that game. Yeah, it's not my game of the year either, but man, it is in my top five for sure. It's such a well-made game, and it's yeah. like it's a game that I literally just play for hours, and I don't get bored of it really. Like yeah. it's just every every new game is a chance to 
to do better. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the the main ones. Um, then they got best game direction. Um, that's got all the ones we've talked about, but that one actually has immortality in it. We've talked about that game. That's um, the game that's made up of a bunch of like movie clips, and you got to like go through. Um, speaking of that, it's out now. If you have subscribed to Netflix, you can play that game on your mobile device for free with your Netflix subscription. Uh, I definitely would uh, check it out. It's a fantastic game. So, um, but yeah, December eighth. Is there any other categories that you want that you wanted to, to talk about that you felt? Uh, that's plenty. We did enough. I'm excited to to see who is the big winner and who owes who a million dollars. And uh, <laughs> if I lose, I'm going double or nothing next year. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but we'll find out real soon, um, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a big a big huge to do after the game awards, talking about all the the things that were announced. Yeah. All right, moving on from the Game Awards, let's talk about the Game Pass games that were announced for the second half of November. Real quick, uh, Pentiment and Somerville we talked about. Those are out now. Uh, Dune Spice Wars is out for PC. That one looks really cool. It's a it's a strategy game. I'm a big fan of Dune, but not a big fan of strategy games. So I think that one's going to fall by the wayside for me. Uh, also, Ghost Lore is out on PC. Uh, and Lap Lapin is out. That's a day one game. It's a 2D platformer. Uh, with a group of brave rabbit explorers, you know, you had me yeah. at rabbit <laughs> explorers. Uh, and Norco is also out November 17th. That's a point-and-click narrative adventure game. Uh, your brother, Blake, has gone missing. The one I'm most excited about comes out November 22nd, Gungrave Gore. You see the videos for this one? Yeah. It looks insane. It looks like it's going to make my eyes bleed. Out of yeah. my holes, my eye holes. Um, yeah, that one is. Um, it's a day one game. November twenty second, it comes to cloud console and PC. It's a third person shooter, but like, it's extremely over the top and violent. And um, yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, with looking through these, and I saw that trailer. That's the one that made me think. Like, I can't believe you're getting all this on Game Pass. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, Insurgency Sandstorm comes to cloud. And console November 29th. Uh, that's a multiplayer, uh, like a PvP game. Soccer Story, day one on Game Pass November 29th. Uh, and then Warhammer, 40,000 Dark Tide, November 30th, also day one. Uh, that one's coming to PC. So That one looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to flex, but I got a review copy of Soccer Story, so I'll be checking nice. out. Nice. I mean, we call it Football Story. Um, oh, you refined right. Europeans. Yeah, let me know how it is. Like, do you know? So I, I had a game called Golf Story for the Nintendo Switch, and it was like a top-down Super Nintendo-looking role-playing game. Is this like that? Is this have anything to do with uh, that? I don't I'm know. not sure. Yeah, this is. Uh, it, it almost looks like you're in one of those older Pokemon games, but really stylistic like that. But it's like you go around and you do all kinds of different activities and sports, but it's all done with a soccer ball, ball regardless of the sport. Nice, nice. Yeah, let me know how it is. Um, I like those weird uh, role-playing games. So, And if it's anything like Golf Story, um, that, that game was a lot of fun. So, All right, that's coming to Game Pass this month. So lots of great games. They don't, they don't give me a break. Like I just want like one... Like, one half of a month without, like, a game that I'm excited to check out. 
because I'm not giving these games really that much time, like, because I'm moving, I'm always moving on to the next thing. And that's, you know, that's not good. Um, but while we're talking about Game Pass, let's quickly talk about Microsoft's Project Keystone. Now we talked about it uh, in the past, and uh, back in May, found out that it was shelved, not doing it. Um, but recently, Phil Spencer in an interview talked uh, about the ideas behind it and the decisions about why it was shelved. So um, he was talking to the Verges Decoder podcast. And on that podcast, he said, the console we built that now people have seen Keystone was more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that we had inside. We decided to focus that team's efforts on delivering the smart TV streaming app. So, um, too expensive to put out this whatever. I'm assuming it would have been a, like a cloud-based um, game system. Um, yeah, it sounds like it for that price point. Yeah, uh, but instead they're just focusing on putting it in uh, the smart TV. So they they got to deal with Samsung. So the new Samsung TVs will have an app built into the television that allows you to just grab a controller and play Game Pass right through the television. Very, very cool um, thing that they're doing. So hopefully, you know, one day they'll be able to get this Project Keystone going. Um, but more quotes from, from Phil Spencer. He said, I don't want to announce pricing specifically, but I think you've got to be $129.99, like somewhere in there for Project Keystone to make sense in my view. That uh, we just weren't there. We weren't there with the controller, and I love the effort. The reason it's on my shelf is the team rolled up their sleeves in nine months. They built that thing, and a bunch of us took it home, and it worked. It worked really, really well. So, yeah, hundred bucks if they could get it there. One twenty nine. What's your price point? Would you buy something like that? I don't know. Like, if it could be built into the TV, I don't see the point of buying this on the side when a controller costs you what fifty or sixty dollars mm -hmm. for an Xbox One. Um, yeah, and, and considering that one of their main reasonings for that is that the Xbox Series S is just two ninety nine. Uh, double the price and you got the entire xbox right uh, and right now it's actually marked down to 249 for yeah. black friday or christmas um i don't know i don't know that i would buy one of these no matter the price point unless it's really really cheap and a really really good product yeah i mean why to me if you could i don't know what's stopping you from putting out just an app on like one of the you know, one of the, the things that they have already, you know, get yeah. hook up with like uh, Amazon or whatever, get one on their fire stick or something. I don't know what the technology yeah. is needed to, to not do that, but you know, it seems yeah. to be the way to go. Cause those, the smart TVs aren't all built equal. Uh, and some of them, a lot of the times I've had smart TVs that made me wish they were dumb TVs and that whole part of it would just get out of the way. Let me use my Amazon, uh, yeah. Alexa or a, you know, fire streaming device yeah. or a, a Google, whatever those are called. Yeah, Google. Google Cast. Stick. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I have a smart TV and it sucks. Like, I, it constantly will just reboot just in the middle of like watching a show or something. And it's just like, it's, it's not smart at all. I had no problems when I could just get a stick, put it in there. Now, granted, I could just do that now with this, but... I mean, it's got it's all built in there. Why can't I just? It's just easier that way. I don't know. Yeah. This is me. This is the old man yelling at the clouds. I want a streaming thing that works. <laughs> um, 
All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about something that we very, very rarely get to talk about, and that's Activision Blizzard. I'm kidding. Can we can we go one week without talking about Activision Blizzard? Um, well, anyways, this week they um, are in the news because I mean they're not the bad guys here, really. But what's happening is that they announced that several of its game franchises, including Overwatch, Diablo, World of Warcraft, uh, will be unplayable in China as of January 23rd, 2023. So all of our Chinese listeners over there, you know, I'm sure we have millions. Uh, and if we're breaking the news to you, I apologize. This is, uh, this is, this is real. This is going down. Uh, and the reason that it's happening is that they couldn't come to a deal with NetEase. That's the company uh, in China that handles these games. They, they, you know, were trying to get these published out there in China through there. And, um, yeah, just it just couldn't happen. So, yeah, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch 2, StarCraft, Diablo, um, all these ones, like, not uh, available over there. But, um or no, some of those mobile games. I think maybe like Hearthstone might still be good. Uh, Diablo Immortal. No, no, no. Hearthstone is not the new. Diablo Immortal, that's what it was. The newer ones, separate contract, yeah. safe. So I think the next couple coming out too are also uh, uh, okay over there. It's all the older ones that are not going to be able to be played in China. So um, they said uh, Mike Yabara. Uh, Blizzard president said, we're immensely grateful for the passion our Chinese community has shown throughout the nearly 20 years we've been bringing our games to China through NetEase and other partners. Their enthusiasm and creativity inspire us. We are looking for alternatives to bring our games back to players in the future. So hopefully they'll find one of those alternatives soon. And, you know, the Chinese people won't be without uh, Overwatch 2 and, and all the good stuff. Diablo. Um, Hopefully oh, they yeah. get over there. But from yeah. what I'm hearing, there was a, a, a quote from someone at Netties who just said it was just because of one jerk that it's not happening. And I want to know what that means. Oh, yeah. Um, Which side is the jerk on, really? Yeah. So the quote was that um, this is from Simon Zhu, a 10-year veteran at NetEase. Uh, he said, as a gamer who spent 10,000 hours in the world of Azeroth, StarCraft, and Overwatch, I feel so heartbroken as I will no longer have the access to my account and memories next year. One day, when what has happened behind the scene could be told, developers and gamers will have a whole new understanding of how much damage a jerk can make. Ooh, yeah, I want to know. Like, that quote, I want to know what happened. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that that's what it can come down to. It's a shame that this is the way the business has to be done, but I don't know anything at all about Chinese law. Just see the headlines. Yeah, yeah. So I did read an, art, an article on IGN later, and they reached out to Activision Blizzard, and they basically just said that, um, let's see, where is it? Um, they, they have agreements between the two companies, and they're reviewed every few years in order to extend the existing agreements. However, a new proposal from NetEase would have fundamentally changed the terms of the agreement and impact certain aspects of the deal, including how games are launched and operated, as well as changes over the control of our IP. So 
obviously, you know, if you're Activision Blizzard and that's true, yeah, you can't you can't let them mess with the shit that you've made, you know? They're yeah. just the they're just the guys they're just the pimps yeah. in this situation. Don't let them so whether or not it comes stuff. down to just some jerk at Activision Blizzard, it's it's gonna be a while before we know that for sure. Yeah. Um definitely. So uh, I just thought that was interesting, and hopefully, again, they said they're looking into alternatives to try to get these games over there, um, so I don't know what other company has the ability to do that, but uh, I know it's pretty locked down over there in China, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they'll figure something out sooner than later. Um, and then what I thought was interesting, so in that thing, they talk about the changing how games are launched and operated, and then soon after this came out, another article came out talking about... Activision Blizzard in a similar scenario. Now, this is with, they're just a player in this story. The main characters are Epic and Google. Sit back. Let me tell you a tale. Um, so, there's some recently unredacted articles of from the, the lawsuit between Epic and Google found out that Google has been paying these companies millions and millions of dollars to not have their own, like, store their own like launcher type thing um and to keep sending them send them to, to google play which i thought was crazy specifically we mentioned activision blizzard because they paid them about 360 million dollars over three years to not have them have their own store yeah wow. yeah that's insane money insane, insane money for that kind of thing Yes. So what did Google have to lose, like, money-wise, if said, that's what they're willing to pay out? Yeah, one of the points is that Google, at the time, forecast billions of dollars in lost App Store sales if developers fled to alternative systems. So, yeah, yeah they must have figured that, yeah, here's here's $360 million to, to one company um, to keep sending them to, to the Google Play Store. So, yeah, like I said, this is from... Um, from the lawsuit from, like, we talked about it a bunch of times when, when it was the Epic, Epic and Apple lawsuit. This is basically the same one. They've moved on uh, to Google and, um, you know, talking about anti-competitive practices and that sort of thing. Um, but Google has called the lawsuit baseless and full of mischaracterizations. Um, and it said it's deals to keep developers satisfied reflect healthy competition. Um, so I thought that was interesting. They also, they called it, at one point I saw, they called it like Project Hug or whatever, Google. This was them yeah. just giving money to these places and being like, listen, stay with us. Yeah. Project cool. Hug just reminded me of the saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yes, exactly. So they are definitely uh, very friendly by giving them millions of dollars oh, yeah. to, uh, you know, I don't know. Very yeah. cool, though. And I, I suppose there's an argument to be made that it's not all about that, you know, competition in the App Store trying to block them from that because they are also bolstering other Google services through these deals. Uh, this is like fresh hitting news as we're reporting it. So there's some confusion. Mm -hmm. uh, it was confusing to me when I read this part, but it said that they were also giving these companies um, credits to... Uh, mm -hmm. Google's advertising and also paying them for posting on YouTube and things like that. Yeah, yeah, true. So it was, um, everybody got something out of these deals, you know, millions of dollars and millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. 
Everybody's giving now, money to Dollar. The ultimate irony here, if Activision is picked up by Microsoft, weren't we just talking about Microsoft trying to get into the That's App Store true. business? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to miss out on that the $360 million. Uh, you know, this is, that is a good point. It's funny how it's all cyclical. It all comes back around. Um, and it all points to Activision Blizzard, Microsoft. We're going to have to have a show where we just don't talk about them at all. And it's going to be like three minutes long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. What we're, This is a long one. We talked far too long. Let's Let's close it up. Shut it down. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much for checking this out. Uh, my name is Erock the Red. I'm joined every week by this guy, Full Clip. We're here talking news every single week. You can find us on Fruit Lab on our individual channels, um, posting sweet video game content. I'm sure uh, FC here is going to be the the. Are you are you trying to get the special camos in Modern Warfare Two this time around? Like, I'm doing it without announcing it this time. All that right. way I can back well, out at any moment. I will we'll edit this part out of the show. There was no announcement. <laughs> no. You're free to back out uh, at any point. Um, but, yeah, go check him out on uh, uh, Fruit Lab. Check him out on YouTube at GameFAQs, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Also on Twitch, full clip underscore F-L. Uh, and then I'm on YouTube, Pop Culture Playground. It's where you'll find me. You'll find this show there. Uh, and then podcast services anywhere you can get the audio version of this show. Um, yeah, no, we're not going to do a show next week. Because next week it's uh, Thanksgiving, and you know we got to go. We got to be well rested for our early morning Black Friday shopping. Um, and uh, yeah, and we got to be rested for um, the uh, big notorious Big hologram concert in the metal. Oh yeah. Catch us there in the metaverse with uh -huh. Mark Zuckerberg's upper torso. I, this is something that I wanted to talk about in the show, and then I was like, no, we're too long. But now I, like, I really feel like I need to talk about it just because I want to know what it is. I'm a huge Notorious B.I.G. fan. And he it's like his 50th birthday this year, and they're making like a hyper-realistic avatar of Notorious B.I.G. in this metaverse concert. I'm, I'm conflicted about this. Um, but now I need, yeah. I really need to buy a meta quest so I can just see what this is. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we're going to start a GoFundMe to buy me a, buy Eric a meta quest so he can watch Notorious B.I.G. rap in virtual world. <laughs> I need to see what this looks like. I'm so curious. Like, is it going to be like shitty? Like the way Zuckerberg's person looks? Is it going to look from like what I read? It made it sound like he was going to be like in full detail. It's going to be like Biggie's, like, right there. I'm, I'm thinking, like, like, the Tupac hologram style. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to get it. I got to check it out. This is sometime in December. We'll talk about this next time. Um, but, yeah, it's it's exciting. Something to look forward to. You know, it's keeping us keeping us fresh, keeping us afloat, keeping us getting there day by day. We've got this to look forward to. Notorious B.I.G. is back, and he's teamed up with Mark Zuckerberg to bring you one hell of a concert. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're getting the hell out of here. Modern Warfare 2 is a call-in. We'll see you guys in uh, two weeks. Bye-bye.